everybody and welcome back to another episode of the valid dreams and this month like i told you guys last week we're talking about pivoting in career and today i'm honored to have a friend kale she's like my sister yeah yeah we are sisters twins name it but she's had a great experience with pivoting in career so a privilege to have you with us. Thank Rebecca. you, thank you. Uh, so she's going to tell us about herself and tell us her career story. And I hope you learn a lesson or two, those of you who are listening. Hi, everybody. <laughs> My name is uh, Rebecca Yigam. Namolindwa Namaganda Kopagala. Damali. Damali. So depending on where you've known me from, you might associate me with two of those, but they're all mine. <laughs> I'm still the same and still looking to add another one. Oh my Sometime god. Sometime soon. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yes. So I always thought I'd avoid this question in interviews or no, but there are questions that never you can never run away from. Look at me on Bali Dreams describing who I am. <laughs> but anyway, yes, I am Rebecca. I um school I um do we talk about school as far back as primary? Oh, Does it still matter? Why well, in one school? <laughs> I was in three schools. Wow. Primary. I was yeah. too disciplined to move schools. No, it wasn't indiscipline. My dad's <laughs> job took him everywhere, so yeah. Anyway, I was I was in Nakasero for two weeks and I was that kid that they were picking last and um, so I moved to boarding school in oh, I was in Jack and Jill for nursery in my neighborhood and Kabalagala then I moved to Nakasero for two weeks and then I moved to Namagunga primary boarding school for all the seven years and then I was very adventurous and just crossed over <laughs> to Namagunga, Mount St. Mary's Namagunga for the next four years. And um, then I moved to Marcos. I did my high school in Makere College School. And uh, still about that adventure, I crossed the fence to Makere University. <laughs> Makere University where I did a Bachelor of Science in ethnobotany okay please those jokes are old of ethno but ethnobotany is about people plants product development research um and they're like how do i even end up there um up to up to that time i've been wanting to be a doctor so i've been pursuing sciences like i should yes, have been <laughs> But anyway, uh, I think in about S4, my mom falls really sick and I have a first-hand experience with being in hospitals and all that. And I realized maybe that's not what I wanted. Maybe this is not my dream. (laughs) Maybe this wasn't my dream after all. And maybe just to put it out there, my mom, who's one I grew up with really, was very open-minded and uh, she was all about your dream discover who you are what you want to do and, and support you yeah 
yeah you can do it there's nothing you cannot do i was that kid <laughs> there was nothing i couldn't do and i knew it and i was doing well in school i think in all the subjects up until marcos marcos i didn't know what happened in high school that's when the drama began but up to that time i could do anything i could yeah. go anywhere because the grades were good everywhere so when that happens i spend a lot of time in the hospital and i realize i don't think i can do this being around the sick was making me sick literally and um i was thinking i don't think i can do this for the rest of my life so i was thinking Psh, this should be easy i go tell my open minded parents about to have changed dreams <laughs> maybe you should know that i come from a line of strong nurses literally all my aunties are nurses i was a workplace baby i grew up in a clinic <laughs> i would diagnose myself and prescribe meds for for, for a long time and uh, so this was very direct wanting to do medicine was very natural so at that point i think i realized maybe this is not as natural as i thought so because uh, chaos in the clan wasn't received well <laughs> the whole idea of not wanting to be a doctor anymore like now what do you want yeah i did not know what i wanted i just knew that that's not what i wanted so um how i end up doing ethnobotany at that point i feel like i want to go into beauty school why uh, <laughs> why how um, I did you know about beauty school or you just um back to that open-mindedness i i don't come from those families where you were not allowed to wear makeup until you're a certain age no we used to experiment we were using my mom's things i was getting them as gifts when i was much younger kiddie versions but then older people versions nobody stopped me from wearing lipstick as a child i was painting my nails for as long as i can remember and it wasn't it was very well accepted so it felt like a passion that was very natural i wasn't i wasn't even thinking about it as a passion it was a thing we used to do at home and it was awesome and i was thinking like if i do it at a professional level i would be awesome the only beauty school i knew was tina school of beauty along the road to my home so it felt like my dream was really Within right there yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right there um but then if you've always wanted to be a medical doctor to suddenly speak about uh, let's just say it was not received well so <laughs> that is how i enter the the first confusion of my life where i'm thinking like i know i don't want to do this you all said if i ever wanted something i can just say and we go with the flow and suddenly the flow wasn't flowing <laughs> so yeah it was quite the time but um i spoke to my dad at that time and he said you know what is it you really want and he shared this beauty dream and it's like what can we find at university that is acceptable from which you can go into whatever you want so he did his research and um ethnobotany was relatively new in uganda by relatively new i mean it was about 10 years uh, being practiced here it was big everywhere else in the world but it was relatively new um but he said you know the, the, from the people i've spoken to and the research i've met from here you can 
you can veer into wherever you want to whether it's to do research in it whether it's to you know make products or I mean it's something you should try so I went very open-heartedly and very excited to my class of we were about 12 <laughs> <laughs> and hearing the kinds of, of uh, numbers everybody else was having it was amazing I, it was one of the best three years of my life um, so that's how I ended up doing ethnobotany thinking like when I'm out of here I'll go into beauty school as I always wanted so from there um, I went on to do stuff was working eh? I went on to do a postgraduate diploma in cosmetology in India. It was supposed to be 12 months. The 12 months became four years. That's a story for another day. But yeah. <laughs> While there, I mean, before that, I'd, I'd always had an interest in church, in church, things to do with God. Things I questioned a lot of things in my mind. I, I wasn't very verbal about them, but I was that person where if 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 the pastor was saying something, my mind was asking me, "Is that is that true? Is that I understand that very you want fine. to encourage us, but like, is that really?" Yes, yes. <laughs> so I think I started trying to get into that a lot. So I told myself when I'm through with using my parents' money for fees. When I start making my own money, I will go to Bible school. Not so much for a career, but just so I would get a deeper understanding of some of the things that I believed and whatnot. So while in India, postgraduate diploma done and all that, I, because I had the time, <laughs> I started uh, a diploma in theology, which later became a degree. So that's how I have been... <laughs> In the science field, I have theology and I have beauty school in one person. Wow. Yeah. And where are you right now? <laughs> Seeing as friends, I am in Uganda with Becky. We are in Uganda. Yes. So what are you doing right now? So you did theology, you did beauty school. Yes. And where are you right? What are you doing right now? Okay. Interestingly, I did not mention at some point as a child, I always wanted to be a teacher. So I thought I would teach English. And um, it was an interesting twist. I could not, I was not very good with history. So because, because um, teaching to me then, teaching English meant I had to do history, economics, literature, yet I was only interested in English and literature oh, okay. in that segment but also pursuing <laughs> medical school that's how I jumped out of there so right now I work with KCCA I do administrative work with KCCA yes so yeah wow wow so I think I think Becky I think Becky comfortably fits the group of the multi-passionate people who we shall talk with later. <laughs> so between ethnobotany mm. and going to India, how, how much time, what did you, I have friends who went to pursue further education immediately after mm. and then there's us who took a bit of time. Mm -hmm. Was it immediate or? How did you, what's the bridge? Um, I graduate in January 
and I moved to India in September. And in between, I was really now trying to find my way back to beauty school. But we thank God for believing parents and dreams that they never give up on. Somebody told my mother about an opportunity for me to go do pharmacy in India. I mean, you did not get medical school, you can get something close. close yes. I was not interested in it at all. Anymore. Not at, even pharmacy. At, even at all. Like, I think by that point, I realized that medical field is great. We, we appreciate what you do for us. <laughs> but it wasn't for me. So... Um, I fight it, I fight the move because I was thinking I'm too old to be doing something I don't want to do, something for my parents. But the way I know my family, I also knew that would never be an excuse. Like, you know, five years later, I cannot say that, you know, you made me. Uh, I, like I said, I come from a line of strong women that they're not about excuses. You either make it work but you cannot come back. I always had those stories where people would say like, ooh, I went and I and I got it then at graduation, I gave it back to my mother. Here is your degree. I, I was like, oh, wow. wow. <laughs> I'd be thinking, how Caucasian? Yeah. But anyway, it was something I never, I knew that with time, from everything I'd been taught by my parents to that point, um, that was a decision I needed to make. So I refused to bulk. I'm not going. I won't do it. I'll figure it out. Meanwhile, I was so afraid I wasn't figuring anything out. Anyway, um, in the end, um, we kind of met halfway. The idea was I would still go to India and find whatever it is I wanted to, to do. So that's how I ended up going a few months after graduation. Yeah. Okay. So after you did uh, the postgraduate, did you... While you were studying theology, did you practice, did you work yeah. while in India? Yeah. So the interesting thing with the cosmetology, I wasn't really going to class. I used to work at a, I used to study at a place that was really like a, a mini hotel to say. Oh, wow. um, there was a spa, so I would do my practice at the spa. There was a hair salon, so the entire course covered skin care, hair care, uh, massage therapies. Um, so we'd really just have a few moments of talking about the theory which you'd study at home but was full on practice so the entire time I was studying it was about practice uh, instead of books I used to find models yes. <laughs> can you come and I do your mani pedi can you come and I do your hair are you interested in a massage that was that was the entirety of it I could not get a job because I was there as a student but that's what I was doing on a daily as class so the entire time was really practice so now that you're I, I, I assume cases here is quite busy <laughs> quite busy uh, do you still have your beauty passions in there and how are you Juggling, juggling. put it on hold for a mm. while. So the interesting thing that happened when I first returned to Uganda, I'm looking for the first opportunity to use my cosmetology. So everybody's asking me, I'm going to set up a place, but I didn't want to set up a place. I wanted to first of all see how that's working here. So I wanted to, to work at a fully established place. I, I even checked out all these places around town. They loved what I was doing. They were so impressed. In fact, I thought I would have a job in a, in, in a couple of weeks and, and stuff. So I was ready to do that. But also, my practice had been on 
non-Ugandans. So I was thinking before I come with all my <laughs> all my tricks in the bag, I need to see what's happening here, what's working, what are they using. So that does for, for some crazy reason my papers would get lost calls would not be made like i would go back and i think what we just closed everybody was impressed with you we thought you were the one but someone didn't do this someone didn't do that so i think that's the first time i realized like you know what this dream i have come with may not work out that way but also it looks like that's not how it works here <laughs> yes <laughs> so um in that mix i decided you know what when i get the chance to i will so i on call for people who knew and stuff so I still do that but now because of the nature of my work unlike other people who will put themselves out there like call me whenever I'm your person I am yeah. really not your person like that yeah. it has to <laughs> it has to fall in line with it cannot be a work day um, and stuff like that so my friends know so I've worked I work a lot on brides and stuff but um, it, it's really word of mouth and also it has to fall in line with my calendar <laughs> my work calendar so I've not put it on hold like that but it's had had to take a back seat because of what's happening I give advice and whatnot <laughs> so it's not your it's not yes, the main it's not the main thing what 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 do like the next 5 years look like hmm. well uh, that's something I've actually been thinking a lot about in light of all the things that I've been doing the last couple of years. There's been one major thread in all the things I have done. I have worked for an NGO <laughs> before this. I've worked for a church. Um, I, I do some work for uh, an investment group in the background. The thread has been administration. So I have I have been able to observe that while I have all these other things, the thing that's working everywhere for me is administration. And I did not I did not study for that. It's something I kept thinking like, you know what, I find myself doing that. I notice things, I take care of things, and people notice it and they want me to be in charge of it. So have decided to pay attention <laughs> um, what I'm doing right now is a major major opportunity for me for growth so I'm looking a lot at learning all I can learn and those people I like studying but I don't like school so, uh, so I'm trying to figure out how to learn all that I need to learn without, without having to, having to exams go <laughs> <laughs> and wake up early but like I know at some point I might have to do that but really what I'm looking at is to grow. I mean, this is my first time in public service, so it's a whole other world for me. So there's so much learning, so much to pick up on the go. Um, so that's that's what I'm looking at. I'm looking a lot at fine-tuning this. I cannot go on saying, you know, like, oh, this happened, oh, that happened. So I'm looking a lot at personal growth and um, making this work. <laughs> making this work, yeah. And, and where is your theology? Well... The good thing, I'm those people, I, I, I believe that even the theology I've studied is a drop in the ocean. But like I said, I never really studied it for a career, so to speak. But I'm very aware of the fact that there's nothing that God has given you 
that is for a certain corner of your life the 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 idea of me going to learn theology i mean the idea of studying god is mind-boggling so that studying never stops but like i said i teach i teach i teach discipleship in my class but then the conversations on god never grow old really they are never irrelevant it is um it's a conversation that has room in, in in any space anywhere that you are i believe that the truths of god are true everywhere they're not true just in your church or your fellowship or your house so those truths they, they are relevant everywhere they are relevant in my work they are relevant in my family so to be able to dissect truth to be with the help of god i mean it's not to say that i know everything about god but to be able to bring that kind of enlightenment anywhere you are i think should be a blessing so i i never intended that it would take me to a certain place so i'm using it every day whenever i'm given an opportunity yeah and how do and how does the strong community of aunties communicate or <laughs> interact with this non doctor child i think they have uh, i think they have embraced i think the biggest challenge let's say right now would have been if i was say out of work i'm imagining they'd be thinking you failed to take the course we asked you to take and now you're struggling uh maybe you should just go do what you should have done in the beginning so there seems to be that kind of safety or well she has work she seems to be fine uh, i guess this was what it was supposed to be so i've not been getting any strong awkward awkward backhanded no, no it's really i think i'm like oh what are you doing how is that going is that good awesome good 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 I also got the feeling that when I started working where I'm working there was a deep sigh like finally she's doing something we understand hey, <laughs> something we understand but we've been wondering what's this here there and everywhere I'm kind of still there but I think now there's that that semblance so yeah I think it's a security that every parent has that she At seems to be okay. doing something that makes sense <laughs> So, what would you So you you had your your career your medical dreams hmm. up up until <laughs> I was about 16. Yes. And <laughs> dreamed it last so long. I know it stopped there. Yeah. Uh then you then you went into into beauty and you said it was for lack of a better word the lowest hanging fruit or it was just there as if in your mm-hmm. So what would you tell somebody uh who is still figuring it out especially multi multi passionate people you're still figuring it out nothing seems solid how can they either prepare or just go through the the motions and a worst case scenario like you they have external pressure so you have to do this how how can they be um I can only speak from my experience but one of the things I have found very useful especially in the last previous years I wish I could say that I always knew I would be here there and everywhere or this is what I dreamt of it's not I wanted to be like every focused girl I went to school with who knew that after this I'm going to do this and then I'll go there then that this ladder leads here so it confused me a lot to feel like 
you can do so much so well why have you failed to settle and and whenever I sat in seminars and conferences where they ask people to focus focus the energies it took me a while to decide to decipher how to focus but this is what has helped for me one is to have a community of people that that uh, speak to you speak about your life speak into your life people have given permission to be able to say like Becky this is what we see whoever you are this is what we see so that amidst what may seem like confusion for you somebody else can be able to say these are actually your strengths they the look outside. different Hmm? It looks like it's Bible school, this, that, there. But whenever I get into any field that I've gotten into, the, 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 the main thing has been administration. So for someone to be able to tell you like, no, you're not a... All over the place. Yes, this is what it is. Yeah. So that's awesome. So I think that's a place of also self-discovery, which is not a one-time class. So listen, listen to what your life is telling you. I know that sounds very vague, but... I've also appreciated the fact that um, the things God has put in you were there way before you did any course. That's a truth that has helped me so much. The things that make you you, which is what wherever we end up, that's what they need from you. They need you to make things happen, right? So um, the giftings you have they are not made by the course that you do. Sorry, guys. We're in a public place. <laughs> they're not... They're not uh... So they're already in there. You're really just finding them. I have a friend of mine, we talk about this a lot because we felt confused <laughs> for the longest time. And we realized like, that people we look up to right now whose jobs, whose titles were inexistent 20 years ago. Uh, I don't know, we now talk about social media influencers. If you are my age, and I've lived a couple of decades, <laughs> we do not know that. You could not grow into that. You could not say that I was growing up, I'm going to school to become a social media influencer. What they have, they already had, and over the years it's been getting added to them. So pay attention to everything that you have. Pay attention to who you are. Pay attention to the opportunities God brings your way. I think for me, I cannot say that I was striving to get into these spaces. I prayed a lot about it, but what the practicalities of how I've ended up where I am now have been saying yes and showing up even when I did not know. I mentioned I was working at an NGO that was dealing a lot in financials. Never considered myself to be that person. So even when I was first told about us, like, guys, I didn't do accounting, I didn't do this. I, I really did math for as long as I needed to do maths. But once I was done, I was done. I was already falling back into my, I'm not that kind of person. I'm not this, I'm not that. But then after a while, I realized what I was doing, I could learn on the job. What they needed me to do, they could teach me. So I showed up. And that boss of mine, is interestingly, made a way for me to to do some training where I met my current boss and it's been some weaving but never did I show up there saying like I'm here because once I do this the next step will be this and then I'll make up you know so it's been saying yes to learning saying yes to to going a, a way that has not been cleared for you 
which is really hard. I mean, I do, I do not view myself as your most courageous person. Those bold girls who are, you know, standing up for themselves and, you know, you have a, a back of the steel. More uncertain, the better, no. 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 So if, 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 if you need somebody who wants safety, I am the one. But then here I was in these spaces uh, that I could not explain. But the only thing that has helped is like, if, if somebody said, Becky, I think you should do it, that's all I took. Like, God, they think I can do it. Let's go and see how that goes. So uh, pay attention to what's happening with you. Pay attention to the giftings that you have. Listen to the people around you. Allow people to speak into your life. Allow people to call out the things that are in you, but also recognize that you did not make yourself. God has put these things in you, and He will, many times for us, we look back and we see the thread. Now I can say I see how this thing led into that, but I did not see that weaving back then. I feel like I, should, I would have had more peace if God had told me, but He didn't. At least He didn't tell me the way I wanted to hear it. So listen, watch what's happening with you, and allow room for. For the newness of things, if someone told me many years back, as many as two, <laughs> that I've been public service, I'd say no, 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 no. I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to be trying to get into that. But there's a way circumstances kept falling into place. God started kind of preparing me for change. So I just knew change was coming. I did not know how it was. So when I needed to make moves for the change, I wasn't making them because suddenly I was all about change. But I had known for some months that change is coming. So I figured, oh, this is the change. So help me God. I've been very afraid so many times. I've been feeling overwhelmed so many times. But then I'd remind myself, I've been doing administration yes. for a while. That is uh, what you gave yes, me. Yes, God, that's what I have. I notice threads. I notice patterns. I notice things that are out of place. And nobody tells you that that's the thing that is going to get you a job. But then when I hear how people speak about me, even at my current workplace, some of my greatest compliments have come from my boss. And she wasn't even trying to compliment me. One time she said something to somebody. And they repeated it to me and, and said, Becky comes with her fine knees when she gets things done. Get her to do that. She doesn't even know I know that. <laughs> so now, even when I was feeling like very, I don't know if I'm ready, I don't know if I'm doing it right. When the person told me, and even the person wasn't telling me to compliment me. When I, uh, it was some kind of project, and I was thinking like, are you sure I'm the one they asked you to talk to? Have you tried? He said, no, no, no. Uh, they said you're the one who will. do it well. And, and, and he said, word for word, this is what she said. I was like, wow. Oh, what was that person <laughs> <laughs> so I was going there looking all bold and courageous but all I had was God God's going to help me through this people I look to think I can do this they think they see something I'm not seeing yet but if they see it they can't all be blind so that, that's what has helped me I, I don't know if that helps people who are pursuing very specific other careers but if you like me are struggling with those there's a way God will, will will make it all work um, we have to believe that somebody has got this figured out even though it's not you and I think for me it's been the awareness that God you have this figured out if you're saying that there's a purpose for me and all these things you put in me play into it then it will have to play out for now wake up show up prepare best you know how um, and with time maybe you'll be able to look back and see that this is what God has been threading this entire time. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> wow! 
Wow, friends, just uh, my former boss once told me, organize your life. So just, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so yes. I'm just, I'm not going to add anything to that. Mm. Just organize your life. Um, s- stop, uh, stop trying so hard. Other, like sometimes it feels like you're drowning and you're really trying yes. to just hold on to everything. Yes, yes. But that just letting go. Usually, you come to the surface just float and and not to lose hope mm. not to lose hope um i've had seasons when i was like <laughs> for lack of a better way to put it yes. <laughs> what's going on here <laughs> but then after those nights like you know what um let's see what tomorrow brings um let me do what i know to do now Surely God has nothing against me. I'm not the one person he has decided will be a lesson to the world. And then you realize like, okay, um, it's not so bad bad after all. So not to lose hope and not to isolate. I think these kinds of struggles, they make you, you struggle with seeing what's happening in somebody else's life. I didn't mention this when I was coming back to Uganda. I I wanted to come home, but I was so afraid of coming home to seeing what everybody had done with their lives. Because I really felt like my life had gone on some kind of pause. I was busy, I was active. I I remember I was homeschooling a child back then. My teaching came in handy, (laughs) which I never studied for, but I was homeschooling a child for the longest time. I I was very involved in the in church ministry and activities. I was doing makeup things while in India. So I was busy, but thinking of coming home, it felt like, oh my God, this is going to be, I'm going to have to deal with people who have been building their careers for years. And I was not yet even here, but I was already afraid. Like I was already- You were think, in the future. I was in the future. Missing afraid. out on the present. Exactly, and, and already afraid about it and just afraid to speak up about anything. But then, hope <laughs> i think hope has been my greatest ally and trusting that god's got this i would like to say that god's got you he's interested in you he has made you so he he's can help exactly sometimes we forget that and i think we remember god a lot in things outside our careers you feel like yeah god can help me if i'm feeling low and depressed he can help me if i'm da-da-da-da-da. but for career I, I better bring all i have and you know nobody's going to help you out here you're, you know you don't have connections but i think for me god has been my greatest connector I can say that, that God is interested in every aspect of your life. Career is not the one place is going to, to say loud. like, you know what, I'll wait for you at church. <laughs> I'll wait for you on Sunday when he's made six other days himself. So hope, uh, hold on to hope, listen to what you have. Believe people when they tell you what they see. Accept the compliments. Exactly. Accept. Accept. I know that things we say, we're not saying like, oh, faith, you're such a great orator. Or sometimes we'll just say, when faith enters a room, it's all lit. It's all, you know, all those things we say. Listen for those. If it keeps coming, maybe it is something you need to pay attention to. One of those weird comments I used to get. My friends would tell me, ah, Becky. 
when I call you on the phone, eh, I just want the conversation to, to keep oh, going. And God. some of those days I feel like, ah, but men, <laughs> men can't take you to a place. <laughs> this is all you want me to trip over. But it was from people who are not really trying to do anything, they're not trying to be shady, people I knew, people who are calling me for the first time. And twice in two of the jobs I've done, <laughs> I was the person who would make calls. But now I, I realize like this adds value people recognize it so I can't I don't put it on my CV like I'm great on the phone phone. but I also know when I enter spaces and they need someone to do that I'll pick it up and they're thinking like oh she's so awesome she's volunteering but the truth is I know I I can I I have learned that I can do this think people like the sound of my voice or whatever it is but I I've, I've appreciated that it's something that God has given me so please don't give up hope embrace all that you have and own it and allow God to lead you. Things are so unpredictable. Eh? These years have shown us. Eh? But the truth is they were always unpredictable. So the most that we can do is prepare as much as we know how. But then also allow room for how God is going to cause the stream of your life to flow. Yeah. And the saints said, Amen. <laughs> so we'll catch you again next week with another guest. Get in touch, share your comments, your feedback on my WhatsApp, on Instagram, on Twitter, Facebook. Let's keep the conversation going and keep hope alive. Definitely keep dreaming, keep your dreams alive. They are very valid Mm -hmm. and keep winning. Till next week. Bye. Bye.